going to love it. Welcome to Spiritual AF. I'm Pixie Rose and this episode is all about how to awaken your inner fairy. So following on from episode 35, I was hoping to sneak in an episode in between those interviews, but life happens. But here we are continuing on with everything fairy related. So I've mentioned many times on the podcast that I identify as an incarnated fairy. And in this episode, I'm going to go through if you resonate with the fairies, if you feel like maybe you've lived a life as a fairy, how you can embrace this more in your human life now. The first thing I wanted to reiterate is that learning about what kind of fairy you may be is really helpful. So if you haven't already listened to episode 35, definitely go back and check that one out. And in saying that, you may resonate with more than one type of fairy. So for example, I resonate with the forest or earth fairy as well as a star fairy. And that's okay. And what that might actually mean is you could have lived more than one life as a, in the fairy realm. So that's what that is. You may resonate with all the types of fairies. You might just have lived life after life after life as a fairy. And that's okay too. But there's this wonderful power that comes from learning about yourself and learning what you're connected to. So why this is so important to, to recognize what kind of fairy you might be is this is a part of connecting to where feels at home for you and more so about where doesn't feel at home for you. It's, it's about connecting to you and your natural essence so just briefly, I'll go over the different types of fairies that I've come, that's come to, into my world. And I'm sure there's many more out there. If you feel connected to a type of fairy that I haven't connected to in this episode, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So check out the link in the show notes for my Instagram account. It's spiritual. AF the podcast on Instagram and I'd love to hear from you if, if there's other fairies out there that I don't know about but there are flower fairies, garden fairies, forest fairies, star fairies, underground or cave fairies, fairies that are connected to the elements so either one element or all of them, winter fairies, there are so many different types of fairies and when you connect to what type of fairy you may be it is about recognizing where feels at home for you and then starting to embrace this so as i mentioned i feel very connected to the forest fairies so i make sure that i regularly go for nice walks in the forest around me 
I especially love, I call it fairyland. And I mentioned in the last episode, there was a fairy movie called Fern Gully. And that movie was actually based it based on the natural environment of the Australian bush or sort of forests. And it's almost like that sort of rainforest type area. But for me, it's places where there's a lot of fern plants and trees. And yeah, the ferns are especially just, they feel so alive to me and magical. And there's some really interesting scientific facts about ferns in particular and what happens to us when we're exposed to them, especially when we touch them. So there's so much in that. But for me in particular, being a forest fairy, I just don't feel like myself if I'm away from the forest for too long. I need to be surrounded by those trees and I need to be immersed in that environment. And then as well as the forest or the earth fairy, I really resonate with star fairies. So I struggle to stay in one place. I, I really resonate to gypsying around and I often just look up at the night sky, especially the moon, and I just feel this sense of incredible connection that I can't describe. And I don't know how I'd be able to function without being able to go outside and connect with the moon. That's a horrible thought, actually. I can't even, oh, I'm not going to put that out into my world because I love the moon so much. But it's about connecting with where feels at home for you, you know, like that cave fairy. So if you're a cave fairy, you're not going to want your home to be really bright or anything. Like, you're going to like that darkness and that's okay. You know, this is about not trying to be any different. Another example is because I feel more connected to the forest and the trees, I have tried like gardening and pretty flowers and that sort of thing. And and it's not, I can't force myself to, to do that, to spend time planting plants that's just not me. So, you know, you have this like, you know, let go of your assumptions in this. So people might assume that because you feel connected to the fairies, you must love really pretty flowers, right? But for me, no, I just want lots of green around me. So yeah, so just letting go of any of that and really connecting to what's true for you. You know, what feels at home for you? And it's also about like when you do find where feels at home, there's this strong sense of feeling grounded from this. So this is like for some people getting grounded is just as easy as going outside with your shoes off and, you know, grounding your feet into the dirt or the grass. But for some people... You may have mermaid energy going back to the Enchanted Realms episode I did way back. Uh, might be episode three or something like that. Check that one out. But you might not be able to get grounded just by putting your feet in the dirt. 
You may need to be at the beach or even just visualizing the, ve- the beach. So it's really about not trying to force yourself to be something that you're not and really embracing what you are. So as I mentioned before, I don't try and make my garden bright and beautiful and full of flowers. At the moment, I'm in a place where there's heaps of succulents around and I look out in the backyard and it's just green and I love it. And they just look after themselves because again, like I connect to the earth fairy, the forest fairy. Naturally, trees do their own thing. They have a natural way of regenerating and they last for a long time too. So if if they're not tampered with, which is really that theme of the movie Fern Gully that I mentioned, but trees don't generally need a lot of tending to. They're quite independent in their nature. Um, and this is, is a good representation of myself and my personality as well. Like I'm quite independent in my nature. Um, you know, trees generally grow on their own. They don't need humans to water them. They literally get exactly what they need on their own. So for me, it's just around spending time with these trees. And, and I connect with them on a really intense level. So I talk to trees um, and... And even I'm affected by the loss of trees. So I feel it in my heart when I hear about trees getting cut down, whether it's here in Australia or whether it's in the Amazon. The fires that we experienced, uh, not last year, but the year before now, end of 2019 fires here in Australia, I was deeply affected by that. I felt so much grief for so long and I would cry and cry and cry about those trees. Whereas some people, they might not think about the trees all that much or they might recognize how important they are for the earth and for us as they give us oxygen, but they might not feel that grief or loss of a tree in their heart. How to awaken your inner fairy, connecting to what type of fairy you are, where you feel at home and stop trying to be something that you're not. Why this is so important is because every fairy has a unique magic and the more you connect with yourself, the more you will feel this connection to your magic. And being an incarnated fairy, I believe, is really a journey to authenticity because no two fairies are alike. And in saying that, I recognize every person, every human, every mermaid, whatever you are, everyone is unique. But when we are focusing on your fairy heritage, you are connecting to your own unique essence. So my magic, like the forest or the trees, is I, well, first of all, I feel a sense of safety and security being in the forest or being around lots of trees. And in turn, being an incarnated forest fairy, this is my 
unique magic or part of my unique magic. So people often cry around me and sometimes they're not even sure why. They might sit down with me for a reading and then just get this overwhelming sense to cry and not be able to hold it in. And that's because there is this sense of safety around me. There's this safety of being able to be vulnerable because I, part of my natural magic is I hold space for others because my magic is connected to my empath abilities. I mentioned in episode 35 around that TV show that's on Netflix that I, I think it was... Um, Wicks fate or something like that I can't remember but I, I did enjoy that show and on that show they had this representation they called it mind fairies and the mind fairies were empaths this is kind of what I resonate to because people easily tell me things that they've never told anyone before I don't know how many times that I, I have heard that in my life I've never told anyone this, but I feel the need to tell you. And people just tell me their deepest, darkest secrets because they feel like they are safe to do so. They feel like, yeah, they're safe to be vulnerable, but also because they can feel that I can see them. They can feel that I can feel them. So they know that they can be real with me because honestly, you can't be fake with me. People try it and I'll catch them out and tell them that. So it's better off just being yourself and being how you naturally feel because all of those emotions are just going to bubble to the surface in my company. And in saying that... Part of my magic is in that allowing of, of letting those emotions come to the surface and just being in that safety of being vulnerable within their emotions. I have this calming effect. So it, it, it showed up a lot when I was working in mental health and clients that, that may get quite erratic or quite aggressive or or whatever, when they're feeling those really intense emotions, I seemed to be able to calm them down. There's, yeah, it's just part of my unique magic is that empathability and being able to just have this calming nature. So again, like similar to the trees, you know, I don't know how often people go ballistic in the forest, but generally there's this sense of peace in a forest and I bring this sense of peace in my essence and it's my magic that I share to people. Another thing connecting to my own magic and as I mentioned this is going to be unique to you it's really a journey it's really about reflecting on what's showing up for you what do you feel but when I was in Egypt We had this experience that I've shared on other episodes of a sort of spontaneous channeling session and we were meant to be shown an example of connecting with the subconscious in my level 2 QHHT training 
and instead the person spontaneously channeled. And what, what can happen when someone channels is they're bringing through a lot of energy and that energy can impact people differently. So some people have a lot of natural grounding energy. So they wouldn't necessarily feel a lot from the channeling, but they were magically placed next to people that were like antenna, antennas. And these people that had this experience of being like an antenna for energy, you know, imagining that this intense channeling energy is like lightning. And where's it going to strike? It's going to strike at the tallest part. So these people that were like an antenna for energy just got shocked. So people were like fitting around, people were speaking light language, there was all sorts of crazy shit going on. And it was really full on. And also within that, there were also people that accelerated the energy. So I've been told that that's that's what I do is I accelerate the energy around me. So things can often feel very intense around me. In particular, there was one person in particular that was really affected by this channeling session and more or less was fitting and, you know, feeling this energy within her body in a really full on way. And she said that it was really quite painful, actually. It was a really intense experience for her. And the whole day and the next day, she was like limping around. Like she could barely walk. Like her body was so sore from from being struck with all of this energy. So I, I felt called, and I've never done this before. In this lifetime, I haven't really ever called myself until this moment in in Egypt I'd never really called myself a healer and I wouldn't really do like hands-on healing my healing has always been around holding space for people but in this particular moment I was feeling really called to offer some kind of healing to this woman in my class and I was told by my fairy guides and I'll get more into fairy guides soon but I was told by them to use my pixie dust and to sprinkle it on her. And the way that I felt called to doing this was by eye gazing. So I asked her if she was open to receiving some healing and I sat with her and held her hands and gazed into her eyes and imagined sprinkling all this healing pixie dust all over her so that's the that's part of my magic that I use now is when I offer healings for people it is using my pixie dust and as I mentioned that eye gazing feels really powerful as well again that's another way that people have found that release being able to release any trapped emotions is just spending a bit of time doing some eye gazing. And also the fairy light seems to shine in my eyes. I think this is generally how you can tell if you're in the company of a fairy. 
because often the feedback that I get when people do look into my eyes is they, they say something to the degree of like, oh, you really are a fairy. Like somehow they can see it in my eyes. So I just mentioned fairy guide. So I'll talk a bit more about that. But if you are an incarnated fairy, then you will most definitely have some fairy guides, whether it's one, whether it's more than one. Again, that's different for everybody. I have four and I met all of my guides through meditation. Now I do teach this in my course. So my course is Discover Your Intuition and this is a 10-week course that is designed to help you get to know yourself and this is all about the foundational work that you need to get really comfortable with and create practices, spiritual practices in order to access that intuition. And within this 10-week this course, I cover spirit guides. So if you don't know who you who may be guiding you, if you're interested in learning some foundational intuitive work, it's all energy work, it's all about spiritual practices and self-care, then definitely check out my Discover Your Intuition course. My link to my website is in the show notes. And I may even do another episode on this particular topic of your fairy guides. So make sure you look out for that in future episodes. But connecting with these fairy guides is really important to help you connect to you. Your fairy guides are going to obviously guide you on different things. As I mentioned, I have four and the guide that gives me my intuitive information is actually my water fairy guide. So they're going to direct you to do different things. And even in saying that, they guide you. They give you sort of like clues, you know, like breadcrumbs to guide you to where you need to be. And your fairy guides, one big thing that they will guide you is to have more fun in your life. So that's a big thing for fairies is fairies are not super serious. And in saying that, I did mention in the previous episode, like we can definitely have some pretty intense emotions. Tinkerbell is a great representation of that. She gets very jealous and very angry and can do some things out of spite and that sort of thing. So that's something for fairies to keep in check. But generally, fairies are about having a good time. So sometimes your fairy guides will just show you where you need to be and, you know, show you where the party is really. And just having having a bit more fun in your life is very important in connecting with your fairy energy. So that's how I also describe how I work with my intuition and the work that I do within my business is I work with the fairies. So another way to awaken your inner fairy is making your home more fairy-like. So again, this is going to be unique to you and your type of fairy that you feel connected to, but you might like to spruce up your house with 
putting fairy lights around, uh, decorating with crystals, with plants, with your garden, pretty much anything fairy related, fairy statues, fairy knickknacks, fairy pictures, like, you know, all those winged ways of welcoming in that visually beautiful space within your fairy home and there you know there was a a reason why I was so badly wanting a fairy themed room when I was a child because fairies really are big on having an aesthetically beautiful space they yeah they like things to be pretty (laughs) fairies love glitter they love shiny things they love lights (laughs) So any of those ways that you want to create a more beautiful space. And this is also a really great way to get really grounded within your space. You know, if you can transform your house, your home, or even just a room into a space where you can connect to the fairy within you. You know, this is this is similar to an altar space so if you practice wicca or witchcraft or anything like that or even just lots of you know lots of different forms of spirituality will have this altar space and this altar is all about like it it draws energy in this space so this is kind of what I'm connecting to here so you might just want to start with like an altar you might just want to start with one space you know, like um, creating a fairy house. So this is not just for kids, okay? So if you don't have kids in your life, you can still do this. This is why people do it. This is why people create fairy gardens because it awakens your own fairy energy. It connects you to that, that soul yearning of that fairy realm. So welcome that in. Allow yourself to spend a bit of money or get really thrifty and make things be more fairy-like within your space. Connecting with other incarnated fairies is really important because fairies are very social creatures. They never live alone. So making sure that you are surrounded with like-minded people And even just thinking about this, some, everyone, not everyone, but there's a lot of judgy-wudgy people around, isn't there? And like, obviously we all need some alone time, right? Like that's not what this is about. It's not saying you have to live with someone, you have to be around people constantly because that's the nature of a fairy. You know, fairies would definitely spend some time alone but they don't spend all their time alone they don't need as much alone time as others you know if you're if you're like an elf you know you probably need more alone time but fairies are very social they love parties they love celebrating and so if you're able to connect with people that are like-minded in that sense that are social and allow you to be your natural incarnated fairy self without trying to change you. They don't mind if you if you arrive late to the party because fairies don't have a good sense of time. So 
being okay that your fairy friends are going to either be late or early and it's really a rarity if if they're on time and just being okay with that being okay with how you naturally are not trying to to change yourself another way that you can awaken your fairy your inner fairy is by connecting to crystals so there are different fairy crystals that you can look into and purchase. I often wear a fairy stone around my neck um, and I also, you know, may meditate with, with a fairy quartz and different things like that. Crystals are great for, for connecting. Also buying or making a fairy wand. So again, this is not just for kids. I found a beautiful fairy wand um, and even it was just a wand, like there's so many different types of wands. And I remember when I seen it, I didn't even know what a fairy quartz was. And of course, there's this big fairy quartz at the top of my beautiful fairy wand. I'll make sure to post a picture of it on Instagram. But it's so funny because when I took it to the chick who makes them and I'm like this wand is calling me and she's like you know why right because this is a fairy quartz and I was like of course (laughs) but that's a really fun way to connect with your inner fairy every fairy needs a fairy wand playing dress up is another super fun way to connect with your inner fairy as I mentioned before nearly every dress up party that I'd be invited to I would dress up as a fairy so get yourself some fairy wings even if you're not getting invited to anything even if you're still stuck in um, the drama of the pandemic and you know different restrictions or quarantines or whatever people aren't having parties anymore whatever it is go buy yourself some fairy wings and just wear them around the house. I also think that activating your imagination is a, is a really great way to connect with your inner fairy. Just knowing that anything is possible, really letting go of these 3D limitations because it's a pretty far out thing to imagine that it's possible to have lived a life as a fairy in this day and age. A lot of people think that I'm maybe batshit crazy thinking that I've lived a life as a fairy but if you're a fairy then (laughs) you can feel it in your soul and there's no way that you can ever describe it to somebody who doesn't get it. Now the biggest thing with awakening your inner fairy is believing in magic and noticing the magic that happens in everyday life. We are surrounded by magic every day and believing that the magic is real. It's really amazing and it's really special. Seeing beyond the physical sometimes, but even noticing how truly magnificent just everyday simplicities of life and nature, how magical they are. So things like noticing the way the sun shines or reflects on the water on the plants, the way a feather blows onto your lap, even the way a plant can grow overnight or when a butterfly lands on you. 
There are so many magical things going on in life every day. And when you start to notice these things, you welcome more and more magic into your life. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you, of course. If you're, if you're doing any of these things to awaken your inner fairy, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, the most important thing to remember when awakening your inner fairy is knowing that even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always be broken.